Hi, this is Nathan. I'm glad you could join us for the WADFAM Chalk Pod, a place of humor, analysis, and excitement. But don't take my word for it. Find out for yourself on today's WADFAM Chalk Pod. Fam Chalk Pod. I'm Dylan Weaver. And I'm Andrew Acebo. And uh, this week we are joined by another special guest from Marvel and Ascat, now Rat Scraps, and also uh, the George Lucas talk show. It's. It's Patrick Hotner. Hi, guys. Oh my gosh. You're that guy How from that you? thing. I Yeah, yeah, yeah. From too many things, some would say. A handful. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Hey, I mean, you've, you've, we've, we've, had, we've had more superlatives off the top, so you okay. know, not. Okay. I mean, you I, gotta, listen. You I, gotta you gotta duke it out with Andrew Taven if you want. Uh, if you want the I, longer list. Listen, I could have given you more. I thought I was being <laughs> nice by only giving you a couple. We could keep going, but it's he fine. won outstanding ath- athlete in his third grade uh, elementary wow. school. <laughs> wow, you guys yeah. have the wrong idea of me if you think I was an athlete at any point in my life. <laughs> no. Uh, what? Well, I, mean, I could have done like you know record holder for longest on air nap. Oh, sure, sure, sure. You, sure. You've got that. Yeah. Uh, more, uh, what is it? More Twitter followers than yeah. uh, 1600 pen? Yeah. Is that yeah. the one you yeah. actually passed? Not, yeah, not yeah, as yeah. many as Sean Saves the World? I'm, I'm, well, listen, we're going to save it for the plugs at the end. I don't want to ruin this up top. <laughs> All right. <laughs> this All is right. what the people Fair came enough. for. We've got to make them wait. <laughs> Look, he's sandwiched in between two canceled NBC shows as far as Twitter followers go. Uh-huh. So uh-huh. he's, you know, got a rapport. Yeah. That's it. Uh, Do you, like, uh, wake up with that burden? Like, is that something that you tangibly feel on your life? Yeah, I don't like it. I want it to be done, but it's also a self-imposed burden. You know, like, no (laughs) one is... (laughs) I don't walk down the street and people go, hey, man, how's it feel to not have as many Twitter followers as Sean Saves the World, which only did, like, 13 episodes? And, you know, that never happens. It's just me looking in the mirror going... Man, I can't believe this. Look, yeah, now you're just inviting it because exactly. if I ever see you on the streets of New yeah. York, yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. you know that's what I gotta say. And you know, well, that's how if you'll I, know. If anyone listening to this podcast, I give you complete free reign to come up to me and say that. Totally free reign, <laughs> and I'll be like, "Ugh, you listen to that podcast, didn't you?" You know? Yeah. And they'll be so like, "Yeah," and then you'll yeah. be like, "Okay, okay, great, thank you." Yeah, we'll, we'll, <laughs> nice. We'll deploy the listeners to come heckle you. I'm fine um, with it. You know. So, uh, yeah, we're here to talk about an episode of Adventures in Odyssey called Soaplessly Devoted. Um, and I feel like I kind of uh, threw you into this somewhat haphazardly. So you want to just set up, Patrick, what your, yeah. uh, what your background is here, what you knew going into it, um, yeah. and from a broad range, how you feel now? Um, well, listen, here's what I knew going into it. You sent me, uh, I don't remember if it was an email. Oh, no, no, I think it was a tweet because I said I wanted to go on more podcasts because I was losing my gosh darn mind in my apartment. So you <laughs> gave me the general rundown. You said, you know, it's a conservative Christian audio drama. It's been going, you know, there's like almost a thousand episodes, late 80s, all that stuff. I didn't, I don't think I knew. <laughs> oh, man. 
There's a couple things. I don't think... I was blown away when I looked at the Wikipedia page after I listened to it, and I recognized so many actors' names. Uh-huh. Yeah. That's, that's I was wondering when the... we get to this. We're getting to it really quick. Um, genuinely, that... like, the first name I clicked on was the guy who played John Avery Whitaker in the late 80s to early 90s, and I was like, oh, I know who this guy is. Like, he was oh, like... Oh, yeah. He's like Owl Otis... Smash. Yeah, he's Otis on Andy Griffith. He was Owl. Like, it was just like uh, uh, in Winnie the Pooh. But it was just like, oh, no, the first name I clicked on, I know. And then I started going down the list, and I just kept saying, oh, no, oh, no, oh, no. Including people who are still doing stuff. Right, right. This episode specifically, we have uh, Corey Burton voicing Trevor. Yeah. Uh, Corey Burton is Count Dooku and Cad Bane in, like, the Clone Wars and a million other things. I'm going to be honest with you. I didn't even know Corey Burton was in this until you said that. His name yeah, is not even like... on the list that I saw. <laughs> oh, boy. Yeah. Yeah. Th- this episode specifically has him and then uh, Townsend Coleman is yeah. in it as well. Um, the OG tick and uh, yeah. like 90s Michelangelo. That's, that's my tick. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> <laughs> he uh, also... Take that. Patrick Warburton, Peter Serafinowicz. Andrew's coming he, for you. Oh, he yeah. also played... I'm clicking on Townsend Coleman's Wikipedia page. He played Wayne Gretzky in an animated hockey show in the 90s, I guess. I don't that know. That feels very on that's... brand, and I can't explain why. <laughs> that's wild. Oh. oh, wow. Hang on. I'm so sorry. I need to nope. talk about this very quickly. Uh, we're going as long as we need to go on this episode. Um, oh, yeah. There Wikipedia are... rabbit holes are, this is... are the end-all be-all. Good, good, good. This is a show called Pro Stars which aired from September 14th to December 7th, 1991. Very quick run. <laughs> starring. Here's who it's starring. Not even voices of. Live action starring. Wait, excuse me? <laughs> Wayne Gretzky, Bo Jackson, Michael Jordan. Wild. Is Wild. This, is, this like the, is this like the Back to the Future animated that's series, exactly though? Where it's I, like, that's exactly okay. what I think it is. So it's I not think... really starring them. They're just kind of there to bookend it. Yes. Yes. So it looks like the actors are live, or the, the, the sports stars are live action, and then they go to an animated, they like cut to an animated segment where they play superheroes. So it's like Michael Jordan oh. is a superhero, <laughs> except it's voiced by a man named Dorian Harewood. Is I don't this... know. So you said it didn't run long. Are these like full is... half-hour episodes of this, television, this or are appe- these like bumper videos? Yeah, no, this appears to be a full half-hour. It says 13 episodes. Oh, my word. Aired on NBC. Okay. I don't well, know. I'm sorry. Hey, if you listen to this and you know what that is, <laughs> write to us, because my word, that yeah. is that's yeah. a revelation for sure. Yep. Sorry, coming in real hot here. <laughs> No, no. <laughs> An iconic moment it. in American television history. <laughs> Truly. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. 13 uh-huh. unforgettable hours of superhero Wayne Gretzky. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh-huh. So it's wild, though, that they didn't like, I guess he's not he's it's a it's a character who's a superhero. It's weird, though, that he's in the show, but then they have another person voice yes. him. Yes. Well, was yeah. was um, Christopher Lloyd the voice on Back to the Future? Uh, actually, I don't think he. Uh, I now I, I now I'm rapidly googling. I'm gonna look, no, yeah, yeah, yeah. I kind of don't think he was. I don't think he was either. Uh, also, Bill Nye's in that show. Yeah. <laughs> what? <laughs> yeah. Uh, 
Yep, Dan Castellaneta did it in live okay. and, and animated. So. so, so yeah, similar thing there. Okay, there, yeah. there's precedence. Yeah. Um. <laughs> so, uh, so your first your first experience was go to the wiki, see yeah. people you know. <laughs> well, no, that's not even what I did. I listened to the episode and then I went to the wiki. I said I don't want to know. I don't want to know anything about this before I listen to. It. I listened to it this afternoon. And as it was wrapping up is when I went to the wiki and was like, oh, no, what is what is going on? Yep. <laughs> yeah. You have fallen into the Twilight Zone. Well, I'm going to be honest Everybody with you. you know and love has a uh, acting credit on a very conservative yeah. radio drama. Now, you say that. You say fallen into the Twilight Zone. I was listening to this episode, and I was like, this sounds like they are trying to do the Twilight Zone in oh, this no, episode they, specifically. I don't they know do if this try is and do the thing. Twilight Zone. Yeah. Is so, that... Yeah, go ahead. Well, so yeah, so it's two-pronged. So this falls into a category of shows that take place in the room of consequence, which is uh, like where a character goes in and they experience what could have happened if, sure. you know, they were if, allowed to do whatever they wanted. It's they mostly like kids being human. like, I just want to eat junk food. Yeah. And, you know, then they get to go in there and, you know, everyone in their life abandons them because they're eating <laughs> junk food. Uh-huh. Um, but the uh, not problematic but, at all for children. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. <laughs> this is this is separate from the. There is a radio show within the radio show called The Twilight Zone. Oh no! Yeah, which oh, is no. direct, like well, not is directly referencing Twilight Zone. So this oh, isn't no. even the show doing a Twilight Zone homage. No, they this would that be too good for that. Like that's this is better yeah. than their Twilight Zone so, impression. Wow. Yeah, yeah. We we covered I think all six of those episodes at one point, just because we were like, we gotta fall down this rabbit hole. Yeah, and it yeah. is. It's, Correction. It's Dylan was like, we have to fall down this rabbit hole. <laughs> I dragged Andrew along, and he loved it. Oh, I did. I, I mean, I uh, was like. It was like reading those books in the Bible that you never really read ever, and then you read it, and you're like, oh, wow, this book really sure. does have some whack crap in it. Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> That's amazing. Uh, I'm glad that you got it all out of the way at the same time, though. That feels like the right way to do it. And it was right at the beginning, too. I mean, you know, we started the podcast, I had moderate success, and then we were like, yeah. all right, let's just kill it. Now, how many let's alienate the audience. Well, how many episodes have you guys listened to at this point? Well, so we both grew up. <laughs> we both grew up oh, on this, okay. and so there was a point at which I had heard roughly like the first six hundred. Oh my goodness! Maybe yeah. missing one or two here and there. Oh um, my god! But like, yeah, this was it's, like it's yeah. astonishing. <laughs> Yeah, and frankly, sh- kind of shameful, honestly. Yeah. <laughs> well, and now, and now we've covered like a hundred and fifty of them for this show. Sure. Um. So, and that's not even scratching the, like you said, nearly a thousand total episodes. Yeah. So, I mean, listen, you're saying it's shameful, but in the beginning, when you had not, when you, 
had heard the 600 growing up, I would argue that's not your fault. So that's not something you should be feeling shame for unless you're being put into the room of consequences. You know, that's fair, the time fair. you should be feeling shame Yes, for right. Death. No, no, no. The shame, the shame is is now that we've been doing this podcast for three years. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. The, shame, the shame is that I am subscribed to a $10 a month service that gives me all the episodes. <laughs> oh, that's no. the shame. Oh, no. Can't you? You must be able to find these Look. somewhere. You can find the some old episodes. I okay. have a Only good on archive the very of, deep internet. Yeah. of early yeah. episodes from the deep internet. Unfortunately, we started trying to cover new episodes, sure. and then I did this. However, and uh, listeners, if this offends you, uh, I didn't say this, but the uh, once you sign in to mm. the subscription service on your computer, all the audio is unencrypted. So I just, uh, I mean, that's what you sure. got. I just downloaded it from their website and, by using and Inspect Element. Let me just pop in and say, listeners, if that offended you, you should not listen to this episode. Because I think there are <laughs> going to be a lot of other things that offend you if that's what's offending you. I, I agree. <laughs> but I, honestly. I, I will co-sign that. Do not, I, I do as do well. Not, <laughs> do not send my, uh, your complaints to me. Please oh yeah them. yeah that is that is a blanket rule here yes. folks if you don't like a guest we are the problem not the yes. guest please yeah. send them to dylan or andrew mm-hmm. uh if you want to put me in the tweet you can just don't direct the tweet to me mm. you can cc yes. me yeah. in it but just don't don't send it <laughs> only to me oh. No, oh, but that's the thing where it's so limited in availability because it's market demographic is church yeah. libraries sure. and right, stocking right. stuffers for kids for Christmas. Well, and all and of these... birthday presents that you don't feel bad about giving. And <laughs> like... at one point, kids meals at Chick-fil-A. Wait, what? Yeah, Lest we never see. forget, they put cassettes in Chick-fil-A meals in with the sandwiches. Of this. I did see that. I did see that. <laughs> yeah. I mean, uh. listen, I'm not a Chick-fil-A boy as it is, mostly out of a... Uh... Uh, you know, I've been there a couple times. I don't think it's that good, but then also there's the moral <laughs> standpoint on it, and uh, this just confirmed every belief I've ever had. <laughs> that is fair. Uh, yeah. The thing that right, the the reason there is a streaming service for this show is they have the thing that you know HBO Max and Peacock so desperately yeah. want, which is full control of their back catalog. Sure. They're nationally sure. syndicated, but they don't like. I mean, they they own all their episodes. They're just one production company, so... Now, you wonder... You must be, like, one... Man, trying to think of how many people are actually signed up for this $10 a month. Too many people. Yeah. They... Yeah, I I would assume it is a lot of families. Yeah. So it's, like, parents buy this. You can create child accounts. That's how Andrew listens, as well as some other people on the... Who listen yeah. to our show and occasionally are like, "Hey, I'd like to listen along," and I'm like, "Look, here's a login." Yeah, yeah. Uh, Is there anything you guys like about this show? So, the production design yes. tends to be very good. Yes. There are larger arcs that they do that are interesting and have compelling character work over multiple episodes and stay pretty much out of the ickiness but when they do delve into it are interesting in that Mm -hmm. um the because just the format of guest episodes tends to be picking ones that are 
particularly bad because it makes for better entertainment. And choosing ones that are self-contained so that the person coming on doesn't have to deal with all the baggage of 900 episodes. Yeah, yeah. So, which, yeah. to be fair, I'm sure this episode still has weird baggage because, uh, you know, it's impossible to fully, you know, remove sure. yourself from that greater context of, hey, there are a lot of other episodes and these characters don't exist in a vacuum. Well, now, and I would say that that is its strength is that there is so much of it that it's just kind of foolproof i mean they don't all have to be winners when you're throwing yeah. a thousand darts at the board yeah it's quantity not quality yeah now yeah. well and yeah. especially recently mm-hmm. they, oh, interesting. so it used to air when it first started out they were doing like a new episode every week i think for like the first three years of the show uh-huh. and then they moved to doing you know a decent number a year maybe you know 30 or so a sure. year sure. and it has varied and varied until now there are 12 episodes a year um, that are released to the public and 12 that are behind their paywall (laughs) okay they're uh they're streaming only wow it's their patreon it's their yes it's exactly what it is yeah it's uh you spend you spend ten dollars a month for two new episodes but full back catalog access man that's wild it is ludicrous the amount of money they make on just old stuff they've like i i don't i will never fully understand the economics of adventures and odyssey because obviously there's the whole like focus on the family on the back end that's its own you know terrifying rabbit hole but just in adventures and odyssey the fact that we talked about like they have actual actors in this thing and i'm like what do you get paid well, that's what that's is, what, uh, yeah, that's you what get I think. Paid it's in be. Flat fee? You but get, do you like do you, nobody actually gets royalties on these episodes, right? Like Focus just pockets all of the backlog, I imagine. Like there's no, yeah, it is just and like yeah. To what degree do the like do the writers have any ownership over what they create? Like I assume not really. I don't know. It's such a black box, and there's no one who cares enough to write like it's not it's not mainstream enough and there's nobody in the in the world that does care about it who seems to care about the economics of it like i want like you know a long form article digging into how this industry exists but yeah like, i'm never gonna get that unless i make it myself that's a hundred percent true i agree with you one thousand percent now do you how how do you feel about the fact that you're giving them 120 bucks a year look that is a thing that i try and offset and sure. also not think about sure sure sure. it is, it is the only thing that keeps still enough how how <laughs> thin can i spread this by letting other people access it yeah how much can i exploit my access to this service and also what good causes can i throw money at to make me feel better about this situation and to be honest it doesn't fully work in uh-huh. this moments where i like yeah in those dark moments where i'm thinking about what's going on i always do feel a little bit like i am the problem here aren't i yeah i I, yeah i mean just because i feel the need to open my mouth i am inadvertently giving them credit (laughs) (laughs) no amount of criticism on this show will offset the money i give them and (laughs) 
the people who listen because of this, which granted sure. aren't many, but like you're here, Patrick. Yeah. And you didn't have to be. <laughs> yes. Yes. But you can't I, change that. <laughs> it's too late. I've already listened to it. I can't go back. Um, yeah. It's fascinating. It's just a real weird. I just, because there's a lot of these actors where I'm Googling and I'm like, I can't find anywhere that you are you know an evangelical christian or like this is like a big part of your life and you wonder if there's some people who because a lot of people are not a part of the show anymore right there's a lot of people who bow out 2008 2010 somewhere around there and you wonder if it's something where they're like okay yeah you know we've hit a point where the world has changed so much that i don't know if it's a good idea to be a part of this anymore you know versus like earlier the obama effect the, right. hey, the Obama effect. For sure. Well, and and also just the internet. Like, yes. the fact that you could get away with doing this for yeah. so long and no one would ever have noticed because you'd have to turn it, tune in to a Christian radio show at the right time yeah. and yeah. hear a credits block and yeah. then go, oh, I recognize that name. Yeah. Huh. Yeah. Like it's it's so it's like security through obscurity kind sure. of idea where it's like this is so far out in the ether that it's like it, nobody's going to ever notice that I'm doing this. Yeah, yeah, totally. And it, how much would have they cared? I mean, we've we've talked about in the past yeah. how like especially this episode airing in like '94, where it's like, I mean, that was like the like the. In the U.S. at that point, you still have so much, like, Christianity as the monoculture. Sure. Um, and that, I mean, yeah, when, when Andrew was on for an episode, Andrew Taven was on for an episode a couple weeks ago, like, we mm-hmm. talked about the fact that the Simpsons went to church. Like, yeah. that that's part of the Simpsons. Yeah, And, yeah. like, so it, it, it is less, when this show's, yeah, coming up, it's, I don't know, a, a thing that probably was less of a concern than it has to be now because sure. uh, Twitter exists. Yeah. That yeah. being said, like, people still seem to be able to kind of do it. Jess Harnell is part of the main cast now. Um, and he still, like, he still books, like, totally st- stuff. I mean, he's he literally is in episodes of Big Mouth. Yeah. Like, which is, like, you, like, I don't know how you, how you, how you straddle the line yes. between those two camps. How you can compartmentalize that in your brain as being like, yeah, this is cool. And yeah, this is also cool. You know, like, it's just a very weird, right? very weird, I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. Maybe he just thinks he plays a funny, yeah, yeah, that's, he thinks he's playing a funny mailman here. Honestly, that's, that's completely probably it. It's just like, because this guy does so much stuff. This guy, Jess Harnell specifically, works so much where you're like, maybe it is just like, yeah, it took me like 20 minutes every like three months and I just bang it out in one shot and uh, I get five grand or whatever it is, you know, like, right. maybe, I don't know. I don't know. Right. There's, there's got to be, yeah, there's got to be that element too. Cause it's, yeah. yeah, I don't want to, yeah. I mean, you gotta, you gotta toe that line between like, Hey, this is, you know, someone's livelihood who might, you know, feel differently than this, but then also being like, is it okay if, you sure. know, you feel differently than this and you're adding to it? Like, those are, yeah, big questions that we're going to answer in their entirety here tonight. Completely comprehensively. So stay tuned. Thank goodness. That's actually what I prepared for. I didn't listen to the episode. 
I do also want to point out Jess Harnell did play Darth Maul in Star Wars Demolition, Star Wars Galactic Battlegrounds, and Star Wars Racer Revenge. Wow. So he, he was the go-to Darth Maul guy for a little bit there, looking at his that Wikipedia is page. The number of of bit people in these episodes that we yeah. look up and it's like, oh, they are the go-to yeah. video game voice for yeah. whatever. I, f- I forget who it is, but we, there was a guy we covered, I don't know, a couple months ago, who his thing was that anytime they needed uh, Lightning McQueen, yeah, um, but yeah, didn't yeah. want to pay Owen Wilson, totally. this is the guy they call. Yes. We've had a guy who was the who was a George W. Bush impersonator. Oh, sure. Um, who, was, who was in episodes, which is, sure. yeah. I mean that's that's its own mess of a of a topic, but still like, yeah, I mean, there's listen, just that's a good people. gig. That's a good gig if you can get like Jess Harnell. He does Marlin in all the Finding Nemo stuff I'm looking at right now. So like, clearly Albert Brooks yep. does not want to do an Epcot ride, <laughs> and, then, right. and then Jess Harnell does Nemo <laughs> for like 40 minutes, and then he like gets paid so Guess much what? money. I can do it yeah. too. Yeah. Yeah. I look can at be me. A clown look fish. at me. Uh, oh man. Yeah, yeah. But, you know, also Jess Arnell, uh, famously the voice of Br'er mm-hmm. Rabbit in Splash Mountain. So, you know. And several he's, he's uh, several place. protagonists yeah. on Doc McStuffins. That's what I'm looking at now. Sure. <laughs> Crash Bandicoot. We can, keep, we can yeah. keep going. I also, I would like to, maybe to the point of, uh, of, of Jess Harnell not really being that invested in this show beyond yeah. a paycheck, yeah. he does have his character's name on the show spelled wrong. In that his is uh, that is classic. <laughs> but, but it is <laughs> <laughs> right. It's a weird toe the you line. You are iconic. Right yeah. To that the wrong true. people. <laughs> All right. Rather than uh, rather than falling deeper into the hole of uh of voice actor economics let's talk um, about the quality programming uh there's one other dumb thing which is that this episode the, its original air date was december 31st of 1994 oh no so people rung in the new year <laughs> to <laughs> honey honey turn off dick clark we have to watch this also i wait this episode that we listened to was from 1994 <laughs> yeah ni- 1994 it sounded good Right. See, from... th- this is this is my point. Wow. This is the silver lining to this show is that they occasionally do really good mystery writing yeah. and it always sounds good. That's fascinating. I never would have I truly I assumed it was from like 2009. Right. No, I mean that would make perfect sense. Yeah. But no, like they started out with a lot of Hal Smith was like the big get of yeah. like, hey, sure. we have someone. Katie Lee, um We have we have eighty five year old Otis. <laughs> there right. we go, guys. Yep. Like Hal Smith, Katie Lee, Will Ryan are yeah. the kind of core three through the early years of the show. Uh-huh. And then essentially every other cast member is a writer on the show, family or friends of a writer on the show, uh-huh. someone who is doing sound design, someone who is writing articles for Focus's magazine. Like, it's yeah. just like, let's grab someone. Most of the um, children in the show are played by actual children, yeah. not adults doing children voices. Sure. Um, that changes kind of as time progresses until, like, you know, today. Mm-hmm. Um, but, hmm. but yeah. 
Hmm. All right. So uh, so here it is. Here's how this uh, here's how this show is promoted on the radio. Um, I, presumably at the time it was aired, um, and then every time since, because they don't seem to re-record these. <laughs> it's time to wash and come clean on the next Adventure and Odyssey. Erica is delighted by Jason Whitaker's suggestion that she live the life of a soap opera character in The Room of Consequence. That is, until disaster sets in. Will Erica learn the awful truth about the soaps before anything worse happens? Find out next time on Adventures in Odyssey. So is the presumption that it's Erica's responsibility to rescue Holly's life? Because that feels, like, really bad. (laughs) (laughs) I don't don't know how to take that one. I don't know. I... Should we give a little yes. description of what this episode is about for people? We are, yeah. <laughs> so, uh, yeah. I mean, the 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 loose the loose explanation of the plot is uh-huh. Erica walks into Wit's End, which is an ice cream shop and discovery emporium. Sure. Um, she meets Jason Whitaker, who is the son of Wit, who, uh, after Hal Smith's death, exited the show for a bit, um, before being recast, um, you know, a few years down the road. Mm-hmm. So, Jason's running things right now, she meets him, she calls him Mr. Wit's End, um, and then, uh, and then her, her, she, she needs to get out of there so that she can go watch a soap opera, and he goes... And decides, well, I'm going to teach her a lesson. I'm going to put her in a soap opera. And so he sciences and makes a soap opera machine, and she goes in, um, and the rest is history. Yeah. She yeah. she that lives out of soap. About I mean, everything, if you've I seen a soap opera, it does feel <sighs> fairly in character to a certain degree, but... Uh, <laughs> yeah, this one was rough, man. This one was really rough. <laughs> That's really funny to hear because I truly didn't know where it fell on the scale. You know, I didn't know if you guys would be like, hey, this is one of the good ones or if this would be one of the bad ones. It is, it is, there are a couple laugh lines that did like almost get a response from me, Uh which uh, is often not the case because, I mean, jokes for kids shows is a tough category already. Throw in that you have like, a message that might actually be an agenda that uh, you then have to deliver in a way that Would offends you like no one. like a glass one. of milk? Yeah. Um, and it... <laughs> right. Um, so it really... They, they, they're, they're operating under some tight constraints here. Um, yeah. And for what it's worth, the Adventures in Odyssey wiki rates this uh, with 40 votes as a 90%. Um, out of uh, out of a hundred, um, uh-huh. if you know how percents work, uh, sure. but we don't know the age range of these people voting, and I'm guessing yeah. it is young. Now, is the Adventures in Odyssey wiki is that kept up by uh, by fans? Way? Okay, there is I, no there's no, no direct official affiliation. Well, that's not even what I was gonna say. I was gonna say. Uh, uh, goobers like you two or actual fans of the oh. show? No, actual no, fans. No, we uh, we okay. we try not to stoop that low. We've sure. we've had some 
we we've had mostly positive interactions with the Adventures in Odyssey wiki people. Okay, we do have a. There is a page for our podcast on the wiki, <laughs> which has not been maintained in the past, I don't know, eight months, but uh-huh. was maintained pretty diligently up till that point. So, like, by you guys t- or by someone no. else? No, no, no. We, we, I, my, I have an account. I have yeah. not edited anything. That's kind of amazing. <laughs> That's amazing. right. So, it's like, at one point, I'm like, well, at least the people maintaining the wiki to an extent are interested in what we are doing sure um but not but that yeah much. there's not don't have the best grasp <laughs> don't have the best grasp on who maintains this thing but i think it's sure. a lot of high schoolers who are homeschooled yeah. is my it's really a torch that is passed down within families and generations from uh, sibling to sibling can i um can I send yes. them a message right now in case they're listening? Yes. Guys, listen to me. Come on, come here. Come into another room so they don't hear this. You guys can listen to other things. There's other funny good stuff out there. Don't don't just listen to this. I promise you, you'll find so much so much joy and so much love and laughter in other shows and this is not the be all end all and I really want you to get out. Just get out and it'll make your life so much better. Okay, guys, I'm done. I'm done. I'm done. Okay, okay. I I trust what you said was was great, and okay. I fully endorse it. Great. So thank you. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so <laughs> so the the I don't know. It, it's it's a hard episode to tackle because there's the the. The construction of it is more yes. interesting yeah. than the Well, details. the point of the show mm-hmm. is to prove that soap Which operas is. are ridiculous. <laughs> it's unfortunate that the vessel to do so is a young girl who is getting progressively traumatized <laughs> through her own imagination. Which, I yeah. can't imagine what the long-term psychological effects of that are. But they can't be good. Also, how is this, like, how is not putting somebody in the shoes of somebody who is in a soap opera. Like, how is that not the same as entertaining somebody by uh, watching the soap opera? So, mm. Andrew, it's the it's the go smoke this entire pack of cigarette strategy. Yeah. Oh, yeah. oh, okay. Oh, so you want to smoke. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, it's not so good now, is it? You know, it's one of those yeah. things. Oh, yeah. my word. The... <laughs> The end where she fully renounces soap operas and is like, man, you got to, like, make my friend do this, too. I'm just like, oh, my "Ah." gosh. (laughs) I also just, I didn't know. I mean, I guess it makes sense. But I didn't know that soap operas were, like, a tool of the devil. I had never heard that argument before. They're morally Um, bankrupt. Morally bankrupt. Like, listen, it makes, when you, like, sit down and think about it, it makes sense. But, like. I had just never heard anyone like you don't see people protesting soap operas. <laughs> no. Yeah. And there's Maybe. probably plenty of stuff on there that could get canceled, but I just oh, don't sure. think that anybody's looking at it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And maybe the in nineteen ninety four is averted from soaps. <laughs> yeah. Maybe in nineteen ninety four there were soap opera protests, but that just feels like something you would have heard about, you know? Right, right. It's like how how much of an epidemic was this that they felt like they had to 
do an episode about it. Also, what was the relevance of soap operas in 1994? Because we've talked about a lot how the show tends to have an axe to grind like 20 years late. They did an episode um, in the early 90s where they railed against 70s culture. Uh Um, 60s. They also... Oh, sorry, 60s culture. Yes, yes, yes. Uh Um, They also have... um, have tackled like the Dungeons and Dragons oh, no. incident, um, which they <laughs> newsflash so they don't do it. Yeah, they don't do it well. <laughs> the best part being Katie Lee, a voice on the show, the, probably the I think the actor who's been in the most episodes of the show, yeah. was a voice on Dungeons and Dragons. Oh, that's so funny. <laughs> Before doing the show, so maybe maybe she had a change of heart. <laughs> oh my gosh! But it. The the other great thing about the Dungeons and Dragons episode, not to make this about that, but uh, the child in that episode was a actual child uh, mm-hmm. playing that part, and he has since grown up to be a pretty cool and seemingly well-adjusted guy who live streams himself playing Dungeons and Dragons <laughs> with his kids from time to time. <laughs> That's really funny. Now I yeah. I the, I'm googling like Christian soap opera protest. The only things I can find is there was an Egyptian soap opera that a group of Christians asked a court to stop broadcasting because it was offensive because it promotes marriage. Hang on one sec. Shoot. Christians are notoriously oh. against marriage. Oh, it, no, it promotes marriages between Muslims and Christians. Oh. So that was that was something. And then I found another article that the Christian Broadcast Network canceled its soap opera in 1984 <laughs> and they were disappointed it didn't find an audience so it seems like christian people just you know they say daytime television is a tough nut to crack this was yeah. done originally as an experiment to determine what our capabilities would be for producing one of our own shows clearly <laughs> did not go that well it was called another yeah. another life is what uh, it was called this this show has a history of basically anytime it's doing media criticism yeah i look at it and i go but you are media yes and this is a soap opera right (laughs) like soap operas are the only other thing with the exception of certain like you know i don't even know how many years car talk was on but i'm pretty sure it's not as long as adventures and odyssey yeah like yeah, soap operas are the only thing that have been around long enough to actually go blow for blow with something like Odyssey that started in the 80s so and still airs. I mean, that's so a they're, fair they're really biting the hand that feeds yeah. them. <laughs> the Or maybe they're just trying to establish dominance as like the vegetative consumption of daytime entertainment. Uh-huh. Imagine at three o'clock on a Saturday afternoon. <laughs> You're not, you're, well, I guess it'd be weekday. So yeah. Wednesday afternoon, you're, you're throwing on Odyssey <laughs> and, <sighs> and what you're sitting there <laughs> like a person, no phones inside, <laughs> just bliss. Eric, that's what they want. Erica walks in and the disdain in Jason's voice <laughs> about this child watching this, where he's just like, you don't wait. That's a soap opera, right? Yeah. And you actually watch that, child? <laughs> Your parents must not be home. 
don't don't you just know that like soap operas are morally bankrupt they're they're just bad like his argument <laughs> yeah falls apart at the scrutiny of a elementary school kid <laughs> middle school kid I mean, it is... I don't even know. I'm just going to say sixth grade, whatever whatever land that it falls Oh, in. wait. She does say in the episode she's in the seventh grade. All right. So, but middle get, school. That but is still. still... That is still kind of young to be watching soap operas. Sure. <laughs> I'm it not... is very much, this is what is on TV, so I will watch Absolutely. it. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm not saying either of them are right, but it does feel a little, a little young, you know? Yeah. Well, and they're... I mean, but... Hear me out. I'm listening. Why is the angle that he takes soap operas are bad uh-huh. and not here's something else that's interesting? Sure. Yeah. We have infinite technology. I can let you experience a million other realities. Uh-huh. I can do it apparently with one night's work. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. With infinite possibilities. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That- that yada yada made me so happy where she shows up the next day and he's like, wouldn't you rather just live in your soap soap opera? You know, we plugged a TV into a computer and yeah, don't worry about it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's so silly. It's so silly. It really, it feels like, like it feels like a Twilight Zone knockoff, like a show that's like actively trying to do twilight zone and you're like yeah but this isn't as good why are you guys even bothering to do this like that's really what it felt it felt like they wrote the script in like an hour right it is they may have yeah yes yeah and i don't know what they're getting paid so maybe that's worth it sure like maybe maybe an hour is (laughs) all you can afford to do sure forty dollars a week yeah yeah It, it is one of those things where like it gets so like the episode is reveling in the fact that they get to make a soap opera mm-hmm. while saying nobody should watch a soap opera. <laughs> yeah. Like they, they have so much fun building out this world where, you know, there's so much frivolity and all these people are one dimensional and suck. And it's like, yeah, yeah. But like, there's, there, if you're having this much fun making it, then like maybe there is a place for this thing to exist. Yeah. Oh, it just makes me sad, you know. Yeah. Well, did you have any like what was your media diet like growing up? It's a great question. Uh, what was my? Me- Let's see. So, what years were you guys listening to this in your life? Like, what what was your age range? <laughs> Give me, give me the years, and I'll tell you what I was watching. <laughs> Pretty much every year, but high school. Okay, okay. <laughs> yeah, I, I would give it, I would give it a comfortable like eight to twelve with some like oh some vestigial like maybe until fourteen. But uh-huh. at that, but but at no point. I mean, on the early end of that, it might have been closer to this is my media diet. By the end of it, I'm watching like. There's other stuff in there. I mean, it's a lot yeah. of, like, PBS and this sure, starting sure. out. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah. that was more of a product of not having cable than of, you know, non-educational yeah. shows being too bad. Okay, okay. Yeah, I mean, listen, when I was growing up, let us let me think about what the big things were. The big things were, you know, uh, a lot of stuff that is still prevalent in my life. You know, Star Wars, The Muppets, 
Mm -hmm. uh, Mm -hmm. A lot of Disney Channel, Nickelodeon stuff. But then I was also, you know, we watched, like, my sister loved Full House. So, like, we watched a lot of Full Mm -hmm. House. Mm -hmm. And, like, Home Improvement. And, you know, uh, everyone remembers uh, uh, good old Bill Cosby's show. We watched that a lot. And um, not good old. I want to be clear. It was facetious. (laughs) It was very facetious the way I just said that. This is a firmly pro-Cosby Coming out hard against Adventures in Odyssey, but but pro-Cosby. Um, (laughs) uh, but then, you know, a lot of like SpongeBob and, and, um, but then I would also like watch like the West Wing with my parents, you know? So it was a very, Mm. it was a very varied, uh, diet where it would be like a lot of kids stuff, but then also like, oh, let's watch this show about the inner workings of the White House, you know? Um, Yeah. As one does. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Normal, normal, normal father son stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. The no, my dad would just show me movies that he wanted to watch with me, and then cover my eyes for all the cool, interesting <laughs> sure, parts. Sure, <laughs> it was really miserable. It's really funny. Here's the thing that you want to see, but you can't see any of the parts that you actually want to see. Uh-huh. What you get is boring dialogue with no explanation. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah. The uh-huh. thing I will say about growing up with this is it filled a particular niche being an audio only medium yeah so it was a lot of i put this on in the background while i you know build lego being like the primary thing where it's like i'm gonna like dig through a lego bin and have a cassette playing in the background with adventures and odyssey on it hey man um you're talking to a guy whose hometown was the north american lego headquarters so Ooh. oh wow a lot of my uh, uh family and friends parents worked at lego so i have so many legos so that was also very much me at the same time yeah w- where is this and Enf- i visit enfield <laughs> connecticut uh i believe they're okay it's mostly closed they closed a lot of it i think it's mostly just like office office stuff at this point but it used to be like shipping distribution you know uh, uh creative people all yeah. that stuff was all there very cool oh wow yeah yeah the (laughs) but i i will say like i think while the we're still unpacking the level to which the messaging and theology of the show has affected my life but Mm -hmm. i think the thing that had a greater impact was the appreciation for this audio medium like i think yes you i think there's a direct line that can be drawn from me building lego yeah. While listening to Adventures in Odyssey, to me, ravidly consuming podcasts and yeah. then hosting one. You know, a hundred percent. Yeah. Now that I'm thinking about it, I sort of do have an equivalent to this uh, for when I was a kid. I used to listen to old radio shows from like the 40s and 50s, like comedy radio shows, uh, before like falling asleep each night. Like it would like be the thing that like put me to sleep. And it was very similar to this, you know, in that it was like a fully produced sound effects, you know, full cast, all that stuff, except they weren't trying to, you know, tell me to be a better person. It was just like, <laughs> yeah, uh, but I well, think that's a very actually, similar thing where it's like, oh, that did have a large impact on my life, whether or not I realized it. Yeah, yeah and, no, exactly. And and the falling asleep thing is also for me sure. as well, like even more so than the Lego thing, like sure. one CD or one cassette, you know, yeah. I mean, cassettes were more problematic because you'd have to get up and flip uh-huh. it over halfway through. Uh-huh. But, like, 
growing up with one CD, you get three Odysseys on there. And I fall asleep about halfway through the second one, but I always stay awake for the full first one. This just... It's the sweet spot. The sweet second is what I call it. Yeah, the the thing you just triggered there for me, too, is my realization that I don't think I've had before, but that I went hard from leaving this behind to, oh, I listen to specific comedy albums on repeat yeah, yeah. before landing in the podcast camp wholeheartedly. Yeah. Where I mm. was, like, you know, starting out classic, like, hey, you know, gonna listen to a ton of brian regan and then branch out from there pick up your burbiglias eventually you know john mulaney yeah like that whole that whole world of hey this is just a comedy album that i listen to front to back over and over again because like and you know memorize the bits because it yeah it can occupy a similar space to you know what this audio drama did for me sure and i uh yeah, I don't think I ever made that connection, but it fully tracks. There you go. All right. Um, <laughs> the actual—I mean, we can breeze through this, but the <laughs> the actual contents of the soap opera. There are a couple <sighs> funny slash interesting <laughs> moments here, mm-hmm. where I mean, it's like. Right, it's it's the it's the barest of the yeah. like it's the first draftiest of like this yeah. is a soap opera thing, but it does it does a weird thing where the star of the soap opera, the character she plays, is an actress. Yes, and so we get three levels deep in this episode in a way that is really really confusing because there's this point where so erica is playing this is inserted into the soap opera as her favorite character holly yeah so there is a point at which erica pretending to be holly Uh who is a not who is a actress but the the an actress playing an actress (laughs) So she's pretending to be this character who is an actress accepting an award. And I was like, how is this person getting an Academy Award for being on a soap opera? And then I was like, oh, right. The Academy Award is going to the character in the soap opera who Erica is playing. And Erica is a character on the radio show Adventures in Odyssey. And now we are out of this Russian nesting doll. Now I'm going to pause you right there for one second because (laughs) you explaining this makes me recontextualize everything that I heard. (laughs) Yeah, no, that just completely broke the episode for me. I'm not going to lie. I thought she was just an actor or an actress. I thought she was playing the actress that she liked in the soap opera. (laughs) Yeah, I thought that was the Where, point. Where like right? she was like playing Susan Lucci or something like that, like an actress who yeah. was in a soap opera. But I love this so much more. <laughs> I think they made a soap the... opera about an actress. Yeah, <laughs> right. It's right. like the... <laughs> oh no. It's like if she. Oh my god! It's like if she got sucked into Entourage and played Vinny Chase. And then in that right. episode of Entourage, he's or, or no 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 excuse me hang on she's playing Johnny Drama 
And then she wins the Golden Globe at the end of the Entourage movie, and that's the episode that we see in her life. That's what it would be like. It's so much more confusing. Whereas I thought she was just playing Kevin Dillon, you know? Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, it is. <laughs> it is. It is baffling because, cause yeah, I had to keep reminding myself that, oh, the soap opera character is an actress. This isn't yeah. the life of the actress in the soap opera. No, and I don't know how. Exactly what I, was telling I don't know how you would follow believe. that as a child. Sure, um, if, sure. You know, only one third of that of us followed that as adults. Yeah, and I again, I said this to you guys. I think it was before the recording. Was fully paying attention to it. Like I gave it my entire attention, which is not something that ever happens. But I was like, I need to, I need to fully understand what's happening here. And I still, still completely dropped the ball on it. <laughs> Look, it's not clear. My notes are a mess. <laughs> yeah, no, I've, I mean, I've heard this several times, and I don't know that I've understood it the same time each way. Like, there's no way. Yeah, man. There's no way. The, I, yeah. She can't be an actress that's an actress. Yeah, yeah. That's an actress. <laughs> I, that's an actress. <laughs> I, I, I want, I want both of your takes on this piece as well. Yeah. Which is, is this like did Jason come up with a way to patch her into the episode of Soaplessly Devoted or of of the TV show? What, what's it called? I just called it Soaplessly Devoted. That's this show. Um, <laughs> Metal C- Medical Center of Love. Yes. <laughs> um, I mean that name is kind of funny. Yeah, I'll give it that. <laughs> Medical Center of Love is is all right. The background like the announcer um when she's when she first is watching the soap opera in the background um there you you hear the announcer go for every heartache don't self-medicate check out check into the medical center of love and i'm like okay all right like sure that that is that is a joke like that 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 kind of lands yeah like as far as like dumb names for a tv show within a tv show yeah yeah it it passes the test it sounds like um oh god what is the show on twin peaks that they all uh, that is what i was thinking as well it is love i think that's what it is yes yes i think you're right yeah 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 that's really funny i had i had that same thought yeah yeah is that a season two i think they watched it throughout the whole thing I think. Yeah, I, I forget. And that show always confuses me because, like, <laughs> the first season is eight episodes. Yes, and yes. I have to remind myself. And the second's 22. Yeah. And so I forget what happens There's when. so much stuff that feels like it lasts an eternity. For sure. And then I realize it's, like, eight episodes in the middle of season two, yeah. and that's it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Absolutely. And uh, even, even that is, I think, more than a lot of the people. This is not a Twin Peaks show. We are not talking about <laughs> Twin Peaks here. Um, I, it's a show they're watching throughout the show, but it's always like in the background for like 10 seconds and you just see it very quickly. Um, yeah. so it's uh, totally fine if you've missed it to, to make this a twin peak show for a second. Great. Kimmy Roberts. I know. Robert, Robertson. Robertson. Yeah. Okay. I know. <laughs> you I know saw this? that. Her character is married to Jess Harnell. <sighs> Jess Harnell's character in yeah. the show. Yeah. That was a bummer when I saw that. <laughs> it's a bummer. But I'll say this, Kimmy Robertson, great interview on the George Lucas Talk Show, and you can check it out now on YouTube. Was, oh, that's hey! right. Yeah. 
Yeah. Man, if only you could rewind and, I know. and you know, ask about this. I know. I know. Oh, boy. I don't think I would. I don't. No, no. I, I, don't, think, I don't think there's any way yeah. that goes well, no. especially on a show that is live. Yeah, no, I don't think so. That's okay. <sighs> Whatever. Uh, but you just got to hide it in a very nice gesture. Yes. Just subtly. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So the the thing I wanted your thoughts on is did Jason overnight in addition to coding up this whole thing write an episode uh, of uh-huh. the Medical Center of Love and what research did he do to do that or alternatively did he somehow patch her into the episode live on air? Oh wow. Because you know, if he's doing re- if he's not doing research, right? Let's live in this world for a second where he did not do any research. That means he's a fan of the show, right? Which very hypocritical. Which Christians are never hypocritical, you know? No, uh, no, not a single one. Never ever. Um, I, oh God, man, what a great question. <laughs> and I'm just gonna stumble over words for a few seconds while I try to figure it out in my head. Oh, yeah. I don't... Because I, the added context is, this is 1994. Yes, yes. So it's... And the show, the episode was airing immediately when Holly... Or when yes. Erica leaves Wit's End. Yeah. So what... And it's 24 hours later. That's established. So you're not going to be able to even run out to a video store no. and find a soap opera on VHS to reference. So I think you're not going to be able to go so... onto Wikipedia. Like now it's got, do you want to hear my head canon yes. theory as to how this Absolutely. happened? So he, Jason used to be a spot oh, naturally, boy. right? Which you that didn't is... know about. Uh-huh. <laughs> Don't worry. His dad that owns the ice cream shop also used to oh, be a no. spy. Wait, is this real? Yeah, is this real? That is, this is real. Oh, the town is lousy with spies. Oh, no. Yes. Full the, spies. The House Miss character, uh, Mr. Whitaker, uh-huh. the, the senior, the, the original Mr. Whitaker, sure. uh, was a consultant to the NSA and okay. an archaeologist. Sure. And in addition to owning, and a teacher, in addition, in addition to owning this ice cream shop, he um, owns an encyclopedia company. <laughs> Uh-huh. uh-huh. This which is the most I'm the smartest man in the 80s profession ever. Now this this does feel like the Simpsons in a way where you're like, okay, so Homer was an astronaut and he was in a barbershop quartet and he works at a nuclear power plant. Okay, it's just like you have to do so many episodes. Mm-hmm. So it's just like they're going to do every single thing in the world. We're just going to make them do every job possible. Uh, yep, for that's... sure, and well, and we've talked about it before. Just in that the like Simpsons started it in '89 and uh-huh. went, is go is still going. Yeah. This show started in '87 and is still going. Like there is a lot of weird DNA. Yeah, <laughs> there just from a the way this thing exists in obviously Simpsons being you know the the monoculture yeah. and this being an incredible niche, but there are, it's weirdly paralleled. It would be really great if there was a new internet trend where mm. people started saying adventures in Odyssey did it first. Like how <laughs> people say that about the Simpsons. 
I yeah. I I would love to start that. Yeah. However, I don't think in the <laughs> history of the show they've ever done anything first. Uh-huh. uh-huh. <laughs> I mean, are they the first like long-term successful Christian radio drama? I mean, is that is that is that, is that that's it, right? I think that's it. Probably. So the fruits of those labors are entirely self-evaluated. Are they the only currently running radio drama? Like, I yeah, I I aside from aside from the stuff that is now podcasts. Yeah, yeah. I have to imagine there. They, I mean, there can't be. And I, I feel like I would know if there was another audio drama with a national reach. Oh my gosh. There's something called. Sorry, guys. Nope. Here we go. Here we go. There I'm looking oh, at no. it. Are too. we talking about are we all looking at Unshackled right now? <laughs> I'm not looking at Unshackled. Here we go. Right now. Unshackled is a radio drama produced by Pacific Garden Mission in Chicago, Illinois that first aired September twenty third, nineteen fifty. It is one of the <laughs> longest running radio dramas in history and one of the very few still in production in the United States. Wow. It, the show Look, is, radio is the Wild West. The yes, show, it is. The show is aired over 6,500 times around the world each week in over 1,550 radio outlets. There's wow. 3,600 3, episodes, 30 minutes in length. You adventures in Odyssey, we're thirty minutes in length. Yeah, <laughs> we don't even take an ad break. Oh we my. don't need them. Also, <laughs> such a short Wikipedia page. There is like, like two to three paragraphs on this Wikipedia page. Oh my that gosh! Is... Wow. Yeah. No. This is. Uh, oh, but wild. it is a Christian. I mean, it's a Christian it radio drama. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. That's. That's. That's crazy that I have, yeah, that this is first coming onto my radar now. But yep. also, like, how would you find out? Oh, like, oh, it stars a uh, baseball great turned evangelist, Billy Sunday. Uh huh. Uh-huh. I I I don't I don't want to know anything else. <laughs> yeah, no, that that feels like that feels like a safe safe spot. To, yeah. I don't I don't presume it gets any better. Oh, bad. <laughs> Uh, wild so truly truly it's just christians playing against christians in the world of radio drama yeah it seems like it and then occasional uh you know some very good podcasts as well (laughs) oh yeah Uh well but those are those radio dramas i mean not really but like I don't know, like Wolverine: The Long Night or yeah. like something like that. Is that is that what it's called? Yeah. Something like that, yes. right? Yeah. Like big fan. <laughs> oh yes, Marvel. Yeah. Marvel. Patrick uh, says uh, yes. I can't talk about this. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> but but yeah, just those like there. It, it feels like there is. Yeah, I mean, just as everything is podcasts, there's people are realizing that oh, like doing scripted shows is. Is marketable, and not that that's new. I mean, they've been there have yeah. been scripted podcasts for a while, but yeah. I feel like recently the audio engineering side of things has really stepped up its game. Sure, certainly. Um, which now there yeah. is something also called The Archers, which is on BBC Four. Uh, 
billed as an everyday story of country folk, and now it's billed as a cont uh, contemporary drama in a rural setting, has been going since 1950, and there have been 19,500 episodes. <laughs> wow. Truly, truly the soap opera of radio dramas. Yeah. It cur currently is 12 minutes long. It used to be 15 <laughs> minutes long. <laughs> <laughs> Best part is I'm pretty sure BBC doesn't have ads. Uh, yeah. Uh-huh. Oh, no. Look at this. Hang on. Due to the COVID-19 pandemic restrictions, weekly programming reduced to four episodes, emitting episodes on Sunday and Friday. The Sunday were reduced in length after continuing with pre-recorded episodes and repeating some classic episodes. New episodes started that had been recorded remotely to a mixed reception. People <laughs> did not like it. People are like, this is not the archers that I know and love. Uh, yeah. Wow. Yeah. Anyway. So that's going to be so the episode. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, I do. I do want to get Patrick's take on what, uh, how Jason is uh, is pulling this together. It's a great question, and I've been trying to think about it this entire time. I think. It, <laughs> listen, do they live in a realistic world? No. Well, <laughs> like if they I said, want to, like it's sure. not a fantasy world. There are, there are, it flirts with sci-fi. Sure. There are also, uh, there's also a, a, a bit of uh, Chronicles of Narnia ripoff uh -huh, material uh -huh. where they uh, were some, but that's very much on the fringe. Yeah. Of uh, so like of what if this I said is. he just built an AI. An AI quote, uh, uh, an AI script machine, you know, like, is that something that feels like they could have done where he's like, I just plugged in all this stuff into a computer. But I guess it's 1994. Right. That, so, like, yes. <laughs> yeah, there was. Well, I know. Uh, it's maybe yeah, that's I, the thing that they did. They just <laughs> they yada yada yeah. their way into an actually good yeah. idea. <laughs> yeah. Oh, Man. Yeah. It just took 20, mi 20 years to realize. <laughs> Yeah. I I'm gonna here's the thing. I'm not gonna be able to sleep tonight. And I'm gonna be, <laughs> Well, I can't watch anything be, before bed, so there's no way I'm gonna be able to fall there it asleep. Is. <laughs> I'm just gonna be thinking about this now. Yeah. All I have is Jason. Uh, well yeah, I was gonna say now now yeah, now our virus has infected you. Yeah. This is and I'm this is the the reason that this show exists. You're gonna because... have to give me a login. That's all I need. <laughs> okay. That is very easy. <laughs> Will it be guest is dumb or <laughs> I want one of the kids no, I want a kid's profile. Yes. Oh, don't worry, you'll get a kid's profile. Great. Um Great. that way that way you can't see my credit card. Good. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah. Um man, I don't even <laughs> I think I mean, loosely, just like she goes into this, is is thrown into this world, and everything around her sucks. Yeah, she. Well, is, they build her up first, out, and then they tear her down. Right. Things are <laughs> exactly. good. She's like, oh my gosh, this is great. All these people love me. Everything yeah. is wonderful. I'm winning these awards. I'm actually yeah, a won. terrible person. <laughs> <laughs> six six academy awards i poisoned um, somebody <laughs> yeah the once again in the 
okay, that joke kind of works is when she's rattling off all these awards she won and names key grip, which too soon, and then (laughs) costumes for a foreign documentary. Yeah, yeah. Which is like in in the scape of made up award sure pretty clever it's kind of funny yeah yeah <laughs> like it's it's when when there are v- when very little is funny and most is concerning stuff that makes me smile a little bit even if it's only on the inside is going to win the day yeah that's good i mean you have to figure out what makes you happy in life and i'm glad that <laughs> these very small victories are what are getting you there. uh yeah so she gets arrested by a fake cop for uh, tampering, poisoning, and embezzling. Um, and it's just, yeah. The the thing I wanted to find out, which I couldn't, is the voice actress who is doing Erica is I uh, is named Erin Love. She okay. doesn't seem to have any sort of presence that I could track down. And my hunch is that she is, in fact, a child. Yeah. And that makes slotting an actual child in as a child in a soap opera, condemning soap operas, does just, for children, does just feel like now, this is not where is the, Where is this based out of? So Colorado Springs, f- Colorado. Okay. Yeah. Is... So my the best understanding we've been able to gather, and I don't know in this era of the show, but they record in Burbank or L.A. adjacent, mm-hmm. um, but the show is produced in Colorado Springs. Okay. I think that is maybe less the case in this era, where it is a lot more just, like, I might actually be, be being... They might actually be doing it on campus, but, like, nowadays they record at a place called Salami Studio that does, like, is just a... Excuse me? Yeah, Salami Salami Studio. Okay. It's an actual studio in California that, like, I wish I had an example off the top of my head, but, like, real shows. Sure. Real shows that do, like, um, animation and stuff that does voiceover in this way um, record there. Although they did... um, I doubt it is still going on, but I don't want to speak for sure because I don't know. Um, but they did move to recording remotely when the pandemic hit, oh, which seems like it should be a given, but also. Yeah, surprised a little bit. <laughs> uh, uh, Avatar, I'm, I'm... the new Harley Quinn, oh, okay. uh, like the Paw Patrol movie. It's, 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 yeah, yeah, you yeah, know, Sponge, all of SpongeBob. Salami's pretty, pretty big. Now, I did find an Aaron Love who lives in Colorado, but I think she's too young. Mm. <laughs> so I don't think it's her. Aaron but loves in your area. <laughs> yeah. I mean, she listen, she might also be married at this point. That also might be not oh, her right. real name. Right. Who knows? Yeah. Like, there is... She's been in some episodes, but the, because... Because this is all done under literally seemingly no scrutiny. Yeah. Like... It's not like any of this has to be documented or tracked in any way. There's no union involved. Yeah, totally. It's pretty, like, yeah. It's seemingly pretty anonymous. There isn't, like, 
there are no, unlike the uh, George Lucas talk show, uh-huh. there aren't IMDb credits for Adventures in Odyssey appearances, sure. except for the short-lived animated series. Um, sure. Which then makes sense because, you know, that's an actual, you know, animated production. But all of this stuff, the only credits that exist are what is on the wiki. I may have figured this out. <laughs> now, okay. now, I think, uh, maybe not. It might be a woman named Erin Fitzgerald, <laughs> who is a voice actor in a lot of stuff, including oh. what looks like some stuff with Jess Harnell. Uh, Interesting. Yeah. Yeah. I I think okay. it might be this woman, Aaron Fitzgerald. Okay. Interesting. There you go. <laughs> solved your <laughs> solved your mystery for you. Uh, I'm not yeah. I'm not a hundred percent sure on that, so don't. But she's in like she's in like Death Stranding and like pretty much a lot okay. of you know a lot of voiceover stuff. Uh, yeah. Maybe if if this is an actual voice actress, that would make sense. And in 1994, in something called Storybook, she played Girl in Attic. You know, so it like okay the yep. timeline lines up right. Right, no, that does that does make sense. This does feel very much like a girl in attic performance. Uh, yeah, yeah. So I don't know, maybe. Yeah, I might just be doxing Aaron Aaron Richardson <laughs> for no reason though, so I apologize. Or Aaron Fitzgerald, whatever her name is. <laughs> hey, if we don't actually know what her name is, it's, yeah, it's there not you go. doxing. There you go. <laughs> Fumbled on purpose. Uh huh. Um. So yeah, her. Uh, her fictional life just keeps spiraling out of control there is the joke that doesn't work at all for me which is the police officer who arrests her mm-hmm. is not a police officer he's like the like he's he's married to the person she poisoned sure and so this is yeah it's the it's the sweatiest of plots but is married to the person that she, that Holly, the character played by Erica, mm-hmm. poisoned, who then he kidnaps her because he has her diary <laughs> and, um, you know, comes at her and is like, hey, you know, like I could, I don't know, get you arrested for the contents of this diary, but I'm not a cop. Yeah. And I just have you in a warehouse tied up. Yeah. So, sure. And then her holly's brother trevor storms in and is like i have your diary lieutenant mitchell (laughs) and then her love interest Derek storms in and he goes i have your diary Derek." (laughs) and i was like this might be the worst rule of threes i have witnessed (laughs) where each one just elicits more and more like guttural pain yeah I do have a brief follow-up to what I was talking about with Aaron, and I'm so sorry about this. No. Now, I don't – I'm not sure that she is the same person. However, in Adventures in Odyssey Club, episode 892, that aired July 1st, 2020, Aaron Fitzgerald plays a character named Pamela in an episode called oh. Millstones. Oh. So. That is so – Oh boy, that's a loaded. It, that is a loaded character. Okay. Um, I would like to acknowledge that that is 
that is the character who comes on the show and uh, considers getting an abortion oh, for no. a very special episode. Oh, no. Oh, um, yeah. And it was promptly years later. Uh, <laughs> tossed oh, into wow. a vault and forgotten only <laughs> to those who don't pay ten ninety nine a month. <laughs> uh-huh. Yeah. 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 Here's a quote. A... Here's a quote. Pamela, I couldn't go through with it. I couldn't do it. Connie Kendall. Oh, Pam. Pamela, it's my baby. Yeah, so she's had three appearances, all yes. played by different, different characters. Yeah, <laughs> because you have so much time in between there. It's literally like a twenty-two year range. It's so fascinating because just like just write a new character. Yeah, but you know we gotta we gotta follow up on this. Uh-huh. <laughs> That's how you get that thirty year of longevity uh-huh. for. I, I don't know if this is for what it's worth, but that episode, Pamela Has a Problem, aired once on the radio, and then they pooled it. Mm-hmm. Haven't aired it since, but then did release it on a special album called The Lost Episodes, <laughs> and it is available to stream on the club. <laughs> great. Great, great, great. Wow. So, okay. You're still that's willing some, uh, to make money some... off of it if you do yeah. like it. <laughs> sure. <laughs> but right. they know it that was... you don't. <laughs> sorry i apologize for getting us off track no no that's all right Um, it certainly happens (laughs) so that is man you you might that i mean you might have cracked the code maybe there's a chance there's a chance that's her yeah i man maybe i uh maybe we need to get you on as our official booker (laughs) (laughs) you seem to have a skill set in hey this is what i'm here for (laughs) oh man um yeah i don't know i don't know what else to say she gets she gets then like betrayed by Derek, Uh and then betrayed by her friend victoria who goes like i will never abandon you then the police knock on the door and she checks out yeah like it is it's so heavy-handed but they're having fun with like we can be over the top and like indulge all of our soapiest tendencies. Uh-huh. uh-huh. Yeah, they I mean it seems like they've watched enough soap operas that they know <laughs> what the deal is, you know? It's like yeah, I don't know. I don't know. It also well, it also just like I'm soap operas seem like the easiest thing in the world to parody as well. Yeah. Sure. Because it's, it's, it's melodrama. Like, you just overact, right. and then it's a soap yeah. opera. Yeah. <laughs> Congratulations. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Right. Where it's like, I, I feel like, yeah, I, I feel like if they just saw, uh, like, and I'm sure there is at this, like, at this point in history where this episode's airing, there have been numerous, like, SNL sketches yeah. parodying soap operas in some form or another. Like, that is fraught territory. Yeah. Because, uh, we're talking about soap operas in 1994. Sure. Yeah. It's not... So it... They've been around for 40 years at this point. Right, right. And obviously, like, there are still some soap operas that go on today. And we've... Once again, everything loops back to... We've talked about actors in Adventures in Odyssey who were... Pre- who, like, whose other credits include being on soap operas. Sure. sure. Like, that is an overlap if you're just going to be probably working like fairly low paying jobs in the entertainment industry still on screen like or on voice. But like, I imagine that's 
yeah, there's, I mean, there's obviously a way to do that and get by because people do it. So, mm-hmm. <sighs> yeah. Any other just stray observations about about the like contents of the episode? There, because were... I think I've yeah called attention to my bigish pieces. There was some point where they just overtly, and I wish I wrote it down. They overtly were just like, oh, shoot. And that's why you don't live in sin and scandal or something like that. Yeah, where no, it was just no like... it's at the very end when they when they yeah, 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 yeah. give you the moral. And the moral yeah. is if you watch bad stuff, you become a bad stuff. Yes. Right. We shouldn't consume things that might lead us to sin. Yes. And I well, was and like, this is thinking a bad something <laughs> yeah. out of line. Even just letting your mind entertain the possibility of something is so horrendous. It just yeah. can't be done. We got to get rid of right. it. Yeah. Right. But us subjecting you to this <laughs> is not a problem. Uh-uh. Uh-huh. Because <laughs> this is not. Until he tries not, to sleep we're, tonight. We're not, we're not yeah. an entertainment company. We're, you know, speaking truth or yeah. whatever their yeah. tagline is. Like, they, they feel like they have, well, I mean, they talk about soap operas are morally bankrupt. They obviously feel like they have a moral high ground here yeah. with their content. Um, I'm, and, well, here's what I'm going to say. And let me work through this uh, uh, theory in my head. This feels okay. like a show, and I'm going to compare it to something right now. It's something I've already brought up in this episode, like Entourage. This feels like Entourage. In that, Entourage at the beginning started as a way of satirizing Hollywood and all of its like tropes and, and things that people make fun of Hollywood for, where it's like, hey, look at this, look at this loser living in luxury and he's not happy and all that stuff. But by the end... All the people that they were making fun of were who those characters actually became and who the writers actually became. Where it was like, oh, all these characters suck. All these writers seem like douches now. You know, all the all the things that they were making fun of in the beginning is what the show eventually turned into. And that's sort of how I feel from this very brief uh, uh, wade into the pool of Adventures in Odyssey. <laughs> Uh, where it's like, oh, we're the good guys, and then it's like, well, no, you guys immediately just became the bad you know, guys by bad traumatizing guys. a child to make yes. your point. Yes, right. Yes. And where they don't necessarily lean into melodrama yeah. in this same way, they're still like they still lean into like the show is designed to entertain, mm-hmm. maybe as a Trojan horse, mm-hmm. probably as a Trojan horse, but like. There's a level to which, yeah, to which these writers are trying to make something that, like, a child will listen to and enjoy. Yeah. And so it's that, like, right, like, how how do they square, yeah, how, how do you square being, like, you know, entertainment is, yeah, is bad in this way, but, like, not in others. Because, sure. yeah, he's talking about, like, like, the, the, whole reason this comes up as being a bad thing is like Erica rushes home from school every day to watch this and like you know brushed off a friend to do so and her parents don't know she's doing it and like there are like it's not like there's like that that is 
wholly unconcerning. Like, I can see a perspective from which that's like, oh, yeah, this person is, like, too heavily invented, like, invested in, you know, this TV show that is made for, like, you know, people who are considerably older than her. Like, maybe this is not, yeah, maybe this is just not the best place for you to be, you know, putting your energy. But the fact that it comes down as a straight-up condemnation of a specific kind of media and then to a greater extent just like media in general but still like pat pat ourselves on the back and say but ours is the good one yeah well and that and and that's exactly what at least i grew up in where it was like oh you know i can only watch so much tv every day or whatever regardless of what it is you know whether it's a documentary or spongebob like i only have a certain amount of time but i can listen to as much odyssey as i want for as long as i want yeah and it doesn't matter because yeah. they're like that. That's their marketing is that it's like, oh, well, we're the clean bathroom. So just use us instead. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. They're still. That's... <laughs> 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 yeah. But no, I mean, that's that's totally fair. Like it's that. Yeah. Yeah. You can just. And there is. I mean, there's something to. Like, I mean, that's what PBS can thrive on in a way that I think is far less concerning Mm -hmm. is being like, hey, this is entertainment that your children can watch and you, like, don't have to monitor them during it. Like, it's going to be fine. They're maybe going to learn something. It's mostly just to, like, you know, for them to be staring at the TV or even, like, even what, like, a Sesame Street is Mm -hmm. or, like, you have plenty of content that is made for kids with a with that kind of split model of we are going to entertain you but this is also safe sure yeah it's uh it's a real bummer that it exists (laughs) (laughs) Uh, the uh the other thing i want to draw our attention to is we do get discussion questions for um a lot of especially the basically all the episodes that aired like 90s and before they have officially sanctioned discussion questions um they're the last one super (laughs) interesting here right so it's why was erica so caught up in medical center of love and it's like i don't know who cares like (laughs) because because it was dramatic i i don't know because she's a child and it was on television yeah like i I'm not sure what you want from me there. Um, why was Jason so concerned about her obsession with the program? You know, what we said Because before. he's absolutely he right. Think... <laughs> In all things. <laughs> yeah. Um, and then the third question is, do you watch soap operas? Oh, wow. How about other TV? Wow. Do you listen to radio programs? Are you as addicted as addicted to them as Erica was to her show? Wow. <laughs> we to, really get, just that last one. Are you as to get addicted to, narc to on them? Yourself. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, buddy, that's yeah. <laughs> I know. I know. Wow. Uh, at least in its most evangelical. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but the but you better the answer that. focus. If you're listening is uh yes 
I was as addicted to your radio program yeah. as Erica is to this show. Yeah. I did for sure, like, was heavily invested in these characters, in their romantic arcs, in their spy arcs. Sure. Like, I deeply cared about the goings-on in this world um, that you created. And you know what? I don't think I took away great things from that experience. Yeah. Some? Sure. Some like we said. There's, yeah. there's, there's been some positive things. And we've talked about episodes that have been really cool in just like we did uh, an episode that, of the show that was just all about forgiveness mm-hmm. and trying to, you know, move past, you know, a guy who made a mistake as a young man trying to, like, kind of pay his penance and, you know, do his time and, you know, the town forgiving him. And there's stuff like that where I'm like, it's not like this show is without its moments of redemption. Mm -hmm. There are things that overlap with the themes that they care about and stuff I think is genuinely important in a society. They just come at it from such a hardcore give no ground we are the persecuted and we you know yeah or everyone's antagonizing us so we got a lash back approach sure. that is uh yeah i mean very common in this evangelical christian world that the show exists in and is yeah creates a lot of frustration but that is yeah it's i don't know that trying to a lot of the show that we make here is trying to see what is see what is good mm-hmm. for it's good um and what what can we do with that and how and then how do we reckon that with the bad and still feeling like at the end of the day like there's enough of honestly so much of the show is varying degrees of neutral and or episodes of, like, Arthur. Yeah. Like, it's like sure. it has the bare-bonesest of a moral. Sure. It is just kind of like, hey, you know, stand up for the kid who's bullied. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or, yeah, yeah. you know, whatever. And so there's, I yeah, that I do occasionally have to remind myself that, like, we do cherry-pick the ones that are interesting. Of course. And there's some stuff out there that is fine yeah um but also yeah, there's also call attention to the fact that that is not across the board <laughs> well and there seems to be no ceiling as to how good it can be or no floor as to how bad it can be <laughs> yeah. like i really could go yeah. in any direction because yeah there are there are episodes yeah. of adventures in odyssey that like i cherish more so than certain, you know, familial memories. <laughs> but, so um, but you know, there are also episodes that are very triggering of, like, harmful beliefs that I yeah. used to have. <laughs> sure, of course. So you yeah. just got to reconcile with both of the, with both ends of the spectrum and, and land somewhere in the, well, you know, we've been talking about this for an hour and 45 minutes. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, we, there are... Yeah, we've we've covered some of the most recent episodes, um, and been that has been the most disheartening. Hmm. Where it has been, um, 
yeah, a lot of stuff that's not like overtly um, this is a huge problem, but then also is like, oh my word, they we we just had this character put a who's a child put a lot of other children through trauma, and he and we're being told he's the right one, yeah. and it's like, oh, uh, I don't like that there are people out there listening to this who could internalize yeah. this. Yeah. Um, well, but, welcome I mean, to Christianity. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So uh, that's it. Yeah, that's okay. it. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> now on to more fun things. Like, what what do you have going on in your life that you want listeners of this show to know oh, about, Patrick? Oh, boy, what do I have going on? I got a lot of stuff going on right now. Um, I You can watch. Uh, I, I produce and book and, and one of the co-hosts on this show called The George Lucas Talk Show. Um. It's a very silly, fun talk show where comedians Connor Ralph and Griffin Newman host a talk show in character as George Lucas and the character Watto from the Star Wars prequels. Um, it's a delight. In- <laughs> thank you. Thank you. They interview uh, real guests as themselves. You know, Whoopi Goldberg's been on the show and uh, 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 Darcy Carden, Jason Manzukas, like julian glover who's in indiana jones and the last crusade there's been hundreds of people this last year you can find um, them all very on YouTube. important to me uh yeah. leah thompson oh yes leah thompson the queen the best indeed um oh my word what I, an episode i always tell people you don't it you do not have to be a star wars fan to watch the show i know a lot of people who watch it who do not give two shits about star wars and really enjoy it and that's most of the guests yeah 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 <laughs> So I recommend finding a guest that you like, watching that episode, and you'll you'll be able to get the idea of whether you're going to like the show or not uh, through that. Um, so I've got that. It's all on YouTube. You can find a list of guests on our IMDb page, and that's an easy way to search through. Um, I also have this show called Rat Scraps, which is an improv show in New York where we have a famous person come in every week and tell some stories from their life, and then people do improv based off of it. So you can come see that in person. Or uh, you can stream it. We have a stream every Sunday night at 7.30 Eastern. Uh, you can watch it up to 48 hours later, but it's a full HD, three-camera, fully directed stream. Um, it's very cheap, and it's very uh, fun, and it feels like you're there. Um, what else? I do a bunch of stuff at Marvel. Uh, oh, and I'm, I'm casting an HBO animated kids show called Unlimited Squirrels. I ah. don't know when that's going to come out, but <laughs> that is something that I Jess Harnell's way. Hey, we'll see. Uh, but that is something that I'm working on right now. Um, so look That's forward to very that. Exciting. Yeah, in the next year or so, probably. Cool. Yeah. All right then. Um, oh, and you been... and you can follow me on Twitter. Oh my word! The most important of the plugs. The most important. You can follow me on Twitter at Patrick Cotner. P A T R I C K C O T N O Y R. I'm currently, like we mentioned earlier, trying to get more followers than the canceled NBC show Sean Saves the World. So you can help me out in that respect. Uh, that's it. I promise that's it. Okay. All right. This sounds, uh, yeah, go, go do those things. We'll put links in the show notes as always. Um, and Patrick, Andrew, it's been a pleasure, gentlemen. Um, even if the episode itself was not, <laughs> I, uh, I enjoyed our discussion. It's been the company thank has you. been exceptional. It is thank truly you guys for having me. Yes. Thank oh, you. absolutely. Thank you for coming. And uh, thank you, folks, for listening. Uh, We will be back next week with another episode and another guest. Bye, guys. Bye. Bye. Wattfam Chalkpod is a presentation of the Lidditz Podcast Co-op. This show is a fan podcast and has no official affiliation with Adventures in Odyssey or Focus on the Family. 
As such, the copyright is ours under Creative Commons. Follow the podcast at WadfamShockPod on Twitter and Instagram, or email us at WadfamShockPod at gmail.com. Soaplessly Devoted is hosted by Dylan Weaver and Andrew Acebo, with special guest Patrick Cotton. It was edited by Dylan Weaver. And I'm Nathan Haverstick, hoping you'll join us again next time for more of the Wadfam Chalk Pod.